Good morning, Central. As you might be aware, Easter is coming up in a couple of weeks. It's kind of a big deal around here. Um, and so just a quick announcement. We are going to have Sunday morning Easter services at 7.15, 8.30, 9.45, 11.15. And to make the 7.15 service even more appealing, we are going to offer a 6.30 pancake breakfast beforehand. So we would love to have you join us. Uh, we just ask that you RSVP with the QR code on the screen so we know how much food to have, but we're excited to see you on Easter morning. So my name is Mindy Whitmire. I am the pastor of College and Young Adult Ministries. And if you've been around more than six months, you might be thinking, Whitmire. That was not her name when she was up there last time. You are correct. I got married about four months ago. Uh, this is my husband Josh and me in Montana, not Sioux Falls. We do not have mountains like that here, unfortunately. Anyways, a few weeks ago, I was having my morning quiet time, and I decided, I decided to start my time by listening to a favorite worship song that we used to sing at the camp that I grew up going to and love. And as I listened to this song, all these memories started to flood back to me. Going there every summer with my cousins, sitting on their laps hearing Bible stories from puppets, the anticipation of going every single summer. It also reminded me not only of the good times, but also hard times. The time that I was there on staff and got a phone call with some really hard news. But all of these memories started to make me excited for this summer when I get to go back and I get to take Josh there for the first time. There's probably a song that has a similar effect on you. Maybe it's a song from your childhood that brings you back to a place of security and comfort. Maybe it was the first dance at your wedding. Maybe you sung this song at the funeral of a loved one. But songs have incredible power to bring back memory, feelings, and to inspire us. Why don't you turn to your neighbor and tell them what that song is for you? I'm hearing lots of laughter, so this is fun for me to hear on the other side. When we struggle to remember, we need things like song and story to remind us and to stir up these memories and feelings. Psalm 136 was meant to do just that for the Israelites. In this psalm, they are singing their collective history of God's faithfulness to them throughout the ages. This psalm is an act of remembrance, praise, and expectantly looking towards what God is going to do in the future. So Psalm 136 was a hymn of worship for the Israelites. It was likely read responsively with a priest reciting one line and the congregation responding with the next. In just a moment, I would like us to stand and we're going to actually read this psalm the same way that the Israelites would have. However, the words will be on the screen, but I'm going to even give you guys the easier line, which is, his faithful love endures forever. It repeats over and over again throughout the psalm. But although this is the easier line to remember, it is much harder to live out when we're faced with hard times and scary circumstances. As we move through this psalm today, we're going to use it like tracing paper. 
We're gonna trace the lines of God's faithfulness to Israel until we're able to draw the picture of God's faithfulness to us and in our own stories. So would you please stand with me? This is Psalm 136. I will recite the first line and again you'll respond with the second. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. Give thanks to the God of gods. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. Give thanks to him who alone does mighty miracles. Give thanks to him who made the heavens so skillfully. Give thanks to him who placed the earth among the waters. Give thanks to him who made the heavenly lights. The sun to rule the day. And the moon and stars to rule the night. Give thanks to him who killed the firstborn of Egypt. He brought Israel out of Egypt. He acted with a strong hand and powerful arm. Give thanks to him who parted the Red Sea. He led Israel safely through. But he hurled Pharaoh and his army into the Red Sea. Give thanks to him who led his people through the wilderness. Give thanks to him who struck mighty kings. He killed powerful kings. Zion, king of the Amorites. And Og, king of Bashan. God gave the land of these kings as an inheritance. A special possession to his servant Israel. He remembered us in our weakness and saved us from our enemies. He gives food to every living thing. Give thanks to the God of heaven. Please pray with me. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning that we can gather together and hear your word. Thank you that your faithful love does endure forever. Please help these words to become more true in our minds and in our hearts and in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. So one big difference between our culture and ancient Israelite culture is that they had an oral history tradition. So a hallmark of their culture was telling story and passing stories down from generation to generation. So when the Israelites gathered together to sing this psalm, they were singing a psalm that they were all intimately familiar with. They knew these stories really well. It'd be like me coming up here and telling you the story of Goldilocks and the Three Bears. If I said the first bowl of porridge was too hot, the second was too cold, you'd be able to say, and the third was, Exactly. They'd be able to finish the lines just like you were. We like hearing stories told over and over again. We take comfort in them and we look forward to hearing them. We can also take heed from them, learning from our own past or 
others. But since we might not be as familiar with the story of the Israelites as they would have been, I want to take just a minute and highlight some of the events that are, it's talking about in this psalm. So between creation and the exodus from Egypt, God makes a promise, a covenant with Abraham, saying, I am going to make you and your descendants, the Israelites, a great nation. And I'm going to give you a special set-apart place to live known as the promised land. However, while this is in the works, the Israelites end up enslaved in Egypt for about 400 years. Finally, when it seems like God has forgotten about them, God sends Moses to lead his people out of Egypt. He sends the 10 plagues culminating in the death of the firstborn to convince Pharaoh to let his people go. However, once Pharaoh releases them, he changes his mind and comes chasing after them into the desert with all of his armies. And the Israelites are terrified. They doubt God and Moses saying, did you just bring us out here to kill us? But God rescues them yet again. He parts the Red Sea and allows the Israelites to pass through while the waters come crashing down on Pharaoh and his armies. A little while later, when the Israelites are supposed to be entering the promised land, they doubt God. They get scared of the mighty civilizations and kings inhabiting that land and they chicken out. So God punishes them by causing them to wander in the wilderness for 40 years. But even in that punishment, he leads them and he provides food for them to eat. Finally, after the 40 years are up, the Lord allows them to enter into the promised land. He goes before their armies and he defeats the kings and the armies that are living in that land. And the Israelites are finally in the place that God promised them. So this is a psalm meant to bring the Israelites back to a place of gut-wrenching, vivid memory. This is not just a, a boring old history lesson to these people. They're hearing a story that they know and love. When they're saying this psalm, they are saying, we serve a God worthy of our praise, who is more powerful than any other God. His faithful love endures forever. They're saying, we serve a God who existed and created everything. His faithful love endures forever. When we were oppressed in Egypt and it felt like God had forgotten us, his faithful love endures forever. When we were terrified of Pharaoh and we doubted the Lord, his faithful love endures forever. When we messed up and we didn't trust God, his faithful love still endures forever. When we were finally seeing God's promises come to fruition, he is the one who made it happen. His faithful love endures forever. Finally, God sees and knows every situation and he provides for every single living thing. His faithful love endures forever. What a great God do the Israelites serve and who we serve. What a fantastic story. This is a psalm meant to evoke praise and worship. But it was also to remind them. Because Israel had a problem. They were forgetful. 
When they forgot God, they disobeyed and they turned to do things their own way, in their own might, or in according to their own wisdom. Story and memory were an integral part of how the Israelites followed God. How well they followed and obeyed him was directly linked to how well they remembered or forgot. Over and over again in scripture, there are verses such as, and Israel failed to remember the Lord their God who did X, Y, and Z for them, and then they proceed to head in towards disaster until they remember the Lord, or rather, they cry out to him and he remembers them. Now, when the Lord remembers, this is not just a, oh, I'm thinking about you, that's really nice kind of remember. It is an I will act, I will do something and intervene for you kind of remember. God remembers his promises and he rescues Israel once again. Israel had a problem, we have the same problem. Sometimes this looks like blatant disobedience. When we forget the Lord, we're quick to disobey and do things according to our own mind. But a lot of times in my life, this looks like worry. So one of the big differences between my husband and I is that we worry in opposite directions. What I mean by this is Josh tends to worry backwards. He can get consumed with thoughts of, did I do the right thing? Did I make the right decision? What if things had gone differently? I, on the other hand, tend to worry forwards. I think, what if this happens or that happens? And my mind is quick to jump to the worst possible scenario, oftentimes about totally irrational things. Psalm 136 and remembering the Lord speaks to both directions of worry. It says, when you did mess up, his faithful love endures forever. When you were in a desperate situation, his faithful love endures forever. It also speaks to my worrying forwards because we serve a God who does not change. His faithful love endures forever. This is where we're called to remember a God who was with us in the past and will be with us now. However, remembering the Lord and what he's done is of no use to us if he's a God who changes or forgets his promises. But he doesn't. This is the idea reflected in the phrase, his faithful love endures forever. The Hebrew word translated in this psalm as faithful love is the word hesed. This one word carries a ton of meaning and significance. A few other translations include kindness, loving kindness, mercy, goodness, or acts of kindness. These are the foundations of God's character and how he acts towards his children. This word also invokes God's covenant, his promise to Abraham and the, and the Israelites that says, even when you forget, even when you walk away and fail to keep up your half of the bargain, I will remember. It says, I will still be this way and I will still act this way towards you. When you do not have a faithful love, I, the Lord, will. In this psalm that calls to memory the works of the Lord, in each instance, the line, his faithful love endures forever, declares the character of a God who keeps his promises. This is who he is, 
This is who he was. This is who he will be. Hope for those who forget, who disobey, and who worry, both backwards and forwards. I told you that this is the easiest line to remember, but the hardest to live out, to declare when things are hard and we're faced with hard circumstances. This is where remembering a God who doesn't change is so important. The Israelites were on the other side of these events. They could look back and say, do you remember the time that God parted the Red Sea and saved us from Pharaoh? But that is not what they were feeling in the moment. They were utterly terrified and they doubted God. So we look back at the stories of God's faithfulness in the past to take heart in his faithful love that is with us in the midst of whatever we're facing. When you're facing a cancer diagnosis and you're awaiting your next scans and it doesn't feel like faithful love, when there's a war going on and we're hearing stories of civilians dying and it does not feel like faithful love, when we desperately want something that we're just not getting, when it feels like God isn't answering our prayers or hearing us, does his faithful love endure forever? This is the tension that we hold. I heard a helpful image about from a guy named Norm Hubbard once. As he puts it, the story of God is shaped like a U or an upward arc. The story will always eventually end on a high note. So this is the story, this is the true story of the big story of God, creation, fall, redemption. This is also true of smaller stories of God. The Israelites are rescued from Egypt, they wander in the wilderness, they finally enter the promised land. The speaker also tells the story of his wife dying prematurely of cancer. Where is the upward arc there? As he explains though, that although his wife's life ended at an earthly low, because of her faith in Jesus, she's now experiencing the fullness of God and in his presence. When we trust Jesus, we trust in God's character beyond our feelings and our short-sighted view. We trust that even if things end at the earthly low, God will use it and there will be an upswing with Christ's return. As this guy, Norm Hubbard, put it, God is inviting his followers to trust in the upward arc of his promises. This is the balance between remembering and trust or faith. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. So we remember the times that we've seen the upward arc in the past and we trust that God in his faithful love will do it again, whether we see it in this life or not. This was true for the Israelites as well. There are a couple possible dates for when this Psalm was written. If you choose the first possible date, they were about to be conquered by foreign kingdoms and sent off into ex exile and slavery because of their disobedience to God. If you choose the second possible date, that the psalm was written, they had recently returned from this exile and they were known in a period as the silent years where they didn't directly hear from God for about 400 years. 
Whichever date you choose, they're still facing hard things. The Israelites and this psalm did not have everything figured out. They could not just remember backwards, but that remembrance needed to move their faith forwards into the future as well. When we remember regularly, I believe that faith that we need for the next situation comes to us more quickly because God's character and his works are already at the forefront of our minds. So I would challenge you to start cultivating this practice now. Worship and song are one great way to do this. Another is telling stories and creating rituals around remembering what God has done. So some friends of a friend own a pottery and coffee shop out in Montana. And one of the items they sell is called a blessings jar. And this was created by the owners who wanted to instill a sense of gratitude in their kids' lives. So what they would do is throughout the year, whenever something praiseworthy happened, they'd write it down on a slip of paper and they'd put it in this jar. Once a year, they would all come together for a special family day and they'd pass around the jar and they'd take turns reading all the things that God had done for them throughout that past year. So Josh and I knew that this was a family who got excited about things that the Lord was doing. So when we stopped through there on our honeymoon, we eagerly awaited seeing this family and telling them how our mutual friend had essentially saved our wedding day by stepping in to officiate last minute. When you're excited about what God is doing in your life, you're more likely to remember his faithfulness in the past and pay attention to what he's doing in the present. This is also really contagious. It spreads to other people. Start naming and remembering what the Lord has done and is doing. Start telling others and start creating an atmosphere of excitement and praise about God's faithfulness and character. This is also a really great oikos opportunity. Start telling those in your relational world about how you see God at work in your life. This psalm was meant for the people of God. It was not just a personal exercise, but since we've already read this psalm collectively, I would like us to take a moment to remember and declare God's faithful love to each of us. So in your bulletin and on the screen, there are a few prompts. It says, name a time when. I'd like you to take a few moments and reflect on those prompts and fill in the blanks for when you've seen God in your life. If you don't have an example for every single one of them, don't feel bad, but take a moment and write down what God has done for you. Now, as an act of declaring God's faithful love over the ways that we've already seen it, 
and also to declare his faithful love over the ways that we haven't seen it yet, I would invite you to please stand with me again. So again, I am going to recite a line and you will respond, his faithful love endures forever. But this time, I'm going, to have, I'm going to have you name or think about the things that you just wrote down. So I will say the think about the time phrases from your bulletin, and you will respond, his faithful love endures forever. So for a time when the Lord rescued you, his faithful love endures forever. For a time the Lord did something good for you, For a time, the Lord had compassion on you. For a time, the Lord provided for you. For something you worry about. For something you have not yet seen God's goodness in. Before you are dismissed, um, if you would like prayer for any reason, maybe it's something that you wrote down, or even if you're excited about something that God is doing, there'll be people here up at the front who'd love to pray with or talk with you about any of those things. Now go out in confidence knowing that God is in control and his faithful love does truly endure forever. Go in peace.